I'm Alex Delay, and this is Vision Vibes. This story was originally broadcast on television as part of NHK World Japan's interview series, Direct Talk. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about passion. Is your passion something you get to do every day? Or perhaps something you enjoy occasionally? Is it something you create, something you do, or someone you love? We all want to live a life where we can spend time on our passions. That's why we admire those who are able to make their passion into their livelihood. People who dedicate their lives to what they love get extremely talented at it and get paid to display their talent to the world. Today's guest has managed the first two, but has something to say about the third. Catherine Bertin is a former professional cyclist and is now an activist for reducing the gender gap in sports. She's an accomplished athlete who loves her sport, but because of her gender, isn't paid enough to do it for a living. Why is equal pay important, and what is Catherine doing to reduce gender disparity in athletics? Let's join narrator Stuart Varnum Atkin and find out on today's episode of Vision Vibes. In recent years, the gender gap in sports has become a frequent and controversial issue. So this is happening today. Catherine Bertine has been working to eliminate the gender pay gap in professional sports in the United States. As a pro cyclist until 2017, she personally experienced significant gender disparities in prize money, wages and racing opportunities. So when I started looking around at this, I said, this doesn't make any sense. Why is it like this? And there were no good answers to that question. So that's when I started. Bertine works for better treatment for female athletes and chances for them to play active roles. Let's hear what she has to say. I absolutely believe that gender equality in sport is possible. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here fighting for it. So I fully believe that we can tackle these issues. And honestly, sometimes it can be as easy as bringing that knowledge to the powers that be to make that change happen. Sometimes it's not so easy because the powers that be don't want that responsibility. But that's where, as, as an activist and advocate for what we believe in, we truly can make change happen if we band together as a team, which I learned, which I learned the hard way. The magic is gonna happen when you surround yourself with the same like-minded people who are willing to work and fight for this change to occur. Bertine is currently the CEO of the Home Stretch Foundation, a nonprofit organization that supports female professional athletes. I'm going to show you some of the home stretch house. Here we go. This is the dining room slash office area. Here's the living room and the stretching room. The Home Stretch Foundation offers housing, food, and a training environment for athletes who are professionals but lack a base salary, prize money, or sponsor support, and whose income is below the poverty line. Even today, many female athletes face a glass ceiling and a huge wage gap 
that prevent them from devoting themselves solely to competition. Yeah, it's so nice being here and Catherine opening up her heart and her house to all these athletes and being able to train and not really think about anything else and just having this dedicated time. Because I had uh, just such a stressful school semester. I had been working full time and then I had been in school full time and training full time. And so for me to come here and just be able to train and focus on myself has been so helpful. Back in 2015 and 16, by the time I had gotten to the world tour level, I almost had to quit the sport because I couldn't afford to just be a professional cyclist at the highest level. I also had to carry one to two part-time jobs just to support myself while training and racing. Yet, had I been a man at the world tour level, that wouldn't have been the case. I thought, wouldn't it be amazing if we could help the female pro cyclists who need a place to live and train for free without paying rent, without paying utilities? So that was where the idea came from. As they say, necessity is the mother of invention. And for me, I needed those things and they weren't available. So I thought maybe we could make that happen for the next generation. Bertine was a figure skater until the age of 23 and eventually started cycling. Until 2017, she was a professional cyclist. The title she won included Caribbean champion, and at one point she was even aiming to compete in the Olympics. Bertine actively challenged herself in various competitions and activities. The force behind her positivity was her father. I could see from the picture when, when he was trying to hold you. Oh, <laughs> that's one of my favorite pictures. That was my dad. Like, I got you. You know, I'm jumping off a stool as a four-year-old. Like, I was lucky to grow up with the kind of parents that were just supportive, specifically my dad. He was a big motivator for me just because he was positive and he believed in me. And even in those skating competitions, if I had one of those days where I just fell down all the time, he'd be the first one to say, you can do it. I thought you won, you look great, you know? So it might be genetic that I have this, uh, this gene in me about positivity. But when I think about, you know, my biggest supporter being my dad, and he's no longer with us, but he lives on in spirit. And I take a lot of that energy and I think like, all right, dad, how'd you feel about this? You know, and I, it helps, it helps a lot. During the six years since the Home Stretch Foundation was established, it's been used by 75 athletes from 17 countries. Bertine carries out negotiation with the teams with whom the athletes have made a contract in order to ensure that they get paid their base salary as required by the UCI, International Cycling Union. She has also continued to appeal to the UCI for gender equality in terms of a minimum wage and race content. During the last 10 years in which Bertine has dedicated herself to these issues, the cycling world has seen incremental improvements. 
UCI, the International Cycling Union, has pledged to raise the minimum base salary for women to the same amount as for men by 2023. Today in the world of sports, female athletes are increasingly raising their voices for their own rights. The players who led the US women's soccer team to the World Cup championship complained about the inequality of prize money between men and women. We need to come together as a, com as a country and try to figure out ways to make this place better for everyone. I don't think any of his policies really have in mind of trying to make it better for everyone. At the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics, the lack of a women's quota in the ski jumping large hill competition was called into question. Why am I not there? Why am I not? Why don't I have medal chances too? Why don't I have this experience as well? Providing equal competition opportunities is also a major challenge. Over the past few years, Bertine has been focusing on reviving the women's version of the Tour de France. The Tour de France Femme was held from 1984 to 2009. However, due to problems with its revenue and administration, it ceased to exist. For Bertine, who was a pro cyclist at the time, participating in the Tour de France was something to aspire to. In 2013, in order to seek revival of the Tour de France Femme, she co-founded a campaigning organization called Le Tour Entier which appealed to ASO, the Tour de France organizer, for its return by collecting signatures and other means. The petition by Latour Antier on change.org garnered over 98,000 signatures, and we were still going strong, you know, even after it was declared a victory. And then the media got involved and kept asking, ASO, what are you going to do? What are you going to say? And ASO didn't like us at all. <laughs> they, they felt that we were being quite annoying to them, um, which is a good sign of victory. ASO was very nervous. They said, we just want to do a one-day race. We don't know if this whole equality thing is going to work. And we said, it's okay to do one race the first year. But the agreement was they would grow the Tour de France incrementally, three to five days each year until it would be full equity with the men's race. In 2014, thanks to the appeal, a one-day race, La Cruz, was held during the period of the Tour de France. The 2014 race was a huge success in terms of sponsors, visibility, viewing. It was incredible. Um, and ASO said, okay, we will do this again in 2015. And they kept the one-day format. And then they started shifting the race from this location to this location. But they didn't stick true to their promise of growing La Course by Tour de France. Bertine and her team had been calling for the return of a multi-day stage race. So they were not satisfied with a one-day-only event. In the eight years that have passed since then, their efforts have borne fruit, and the Tour de France fam was finally revived in 2022. The men's race lasts 21 days, whereas the women's race with only eight stages lasts eight days. 
24 teams of female athletes competed in 2022. The race was televised throughout Europe, with the audience share peaking at 45.6% in France and an average audience share of 45% in the Netherlands. So for us to now have Tour de France be part of the name of this race is a huge victory. We, you know, we are back. That's a good sign. And we are very much applauding that this race is happening. However, Tour de France Femme is eight days and the men race 21 days. So there's still that discrepancy of, oh, well, the woman possibly couldn't do 21 days. And uh, we're still changing the system because that's that's not okay it's not okay that, that the women only get a fraction of what the men get based on the idea that they can only do that we can do much more than that <laughs> bertine says there is one more important factor in redressing the gender gap the most important part in fighting for equity is to have equal visibility, equal broadcasting. And that too is something that can and should be mandated at the highest level. And right now in women's pro cycling, they will broadcast, you know, three to six hours of a men's race. And women are usually lucky if they get half the broadcast time, sometimes not even at all. And that is what has to change and be a mandate at the world tour level because the, otherwise it's a chicken and egg cycle of saying, oh, well, how can we support women cycling if we don't see it? How can we see it if it's not supported? So the only way to end that is for the Federation to actually say, no, it has to be mandatory, equal media coverage for the men's and the women's races. We asked Bertine to share her motto. So we picked this phrase, together we all move forward, because that really is the truth of how we get anything good done in life. You know, to band together, to not do everything individually, but to just do it with others in mind and with a team around you. So together we all move forward has been the creed at Homestretch Foundation since its inception. It's how we get stuff done and things that are meaningful in this world. Is that a lot of times people will ask, Oh, do you want to franchise home stretch? Shouldn't we have many more of these? And the answer is no. What we would love is to shut home stretch down because everybody's being paid equally and we're no longer necessary. And wouldn't it be great to see home stretch transform into something that could help the lower athletes get to the next level, you know, rather than have to fight for salary, but to be the, the median that has a pipeline from grassroots to world tour. Where can we fall on that spectrum to help the next athletes that are in need? That to me would, would be really great. So I would love to see Homestretch home transform in the future. But do we want a franchise for women's unequal pay? Absolutely not. <laughs> Together, we all move forward. Catherine's story challenges an important preconception we have about sports. There's a pervasive idea in society that men are generally stronger, therefore men's sports are more interesting, therefore they generate more revenue, therefore men get paid more. Catherine believes this argument doesn't paint the whole picture. The reason sports generate any money at all is because they're entertaining. There's suspense, drama, excitement, 
and incredible athleticism all rolled into one. Beyond the sport itself, it's the press coverage, the crowds of cheering fans, and the witty commentators that turn a game into an event. Women's sports are often stuck in a vicious cycle. There's less money to generate attention, which leads to fewer viewers, which makes future investors skeptical. In the meantime, incredible women who have been training their entire lives are robbed of an opportunity to showcase their amazing skills. Next time you're watching a men's sporting event, ask yourself, would you really cheer less hard if it were a women's event? And if so, why? The answer might just be the first step toward a fairer and more entertaining society. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. You can find the transcript as well as our other stories on the NHK World website. I've been Alex Delay. Join us next time for more mind-expanding insights from inspiring people on Vision Vibes. <laughs>